Stuck on the tip of your tongue without speaking, never going away. Well, I was young, I would dream of leaving, but now I don't even care. Oh, what I know now, what I learned in this one horse town is that no. I swear I think there's something in the water. Oh, I'm so down on myself. Good morning. How's everyone doing? Oh, I see what happened. I was turning the Bluetooth up because I thought the music was quiet. It's not coming through Bluetooth. It's coming through computer speaker. So how's everyone doing? Good morning. Happy Monday. Welcome to the morning show. If you hear any banging in the background, it's because we're getting our bathroom door fixed because it doesn't shut. That's a problem. We got uh, Josh, Norm, Abe, Jill, Jeffrey, Troy, William, Rob, King Leo in the chat. Periscope, Kyle's over there. Henrique. From Brazil is on Facebook. I hope everyone had a fantastic weekend. Hope you're doing well. We are one week closer to live sports. Like scary close. Like next week, there's sports happening. This is our last Monday through Friday without MLB baseball, NBA, without any of the four main sports. So that's exciting, huh? All right, this episode of Morning is brought to you by Yes Please Coffee. Yes Please Coffee. They're back. They love you guys. They're offering you 25% off your first purchase right now. Yesplease.coffee slash John Boy. They send you a bag of beans. I grind these. I ground these. These beans. Uh, you know, freshly roasted beans. No fuss. They come right to your door. You pick your size. You pick how often you want them. They give you an, uh, a new and unique blend every time. So you want to figure out what you like, what kind you like, what kind you don't like. You just do Yes Please Coffee for a while. You get a bunch of different unique blends. Like now I know I'm 100% positive that I like Poaquil from Guatemala, Nensebu Rafisa from Ethiopia, and El Cerro from Mexico. You mix those three blends together, and I'm in, because that's the batch I got. It's batch number 84 on June 29th, 2020. I'm in. I like it. So, you know, then I'll just compare this batch to the next batch. When they ship it to you, they give you a list of songs, a nice playlist. I like that. So go to yesplease.coffee slash johnboy. Use discount code johnboy. You get 25% off your first purchase. You can cancel at any time. Just get one month. You drink it. I drink it. Not Mr. Moon. I was just going to ask you if you got yours yet. I looked at the chat. Not Mr. Moon says, hoping to get my bag today. So that's a no. He hasn't gotten it yet. 
All right. Today on John Boy Media Network, we have Talking Baseball. It's not out yet. Now, for everyone that listens to Talking Baseball, you're used to Monday morning having an episode right away. It's not going to be the case anymore because Mondays are series recaps. And the way we do series recaps is we re- record them at 10 a.m. on Mondays. Patreons can watch them live, and then they'll be out as soon as we're done. Uh, so that's going to be the case starting next week or, or two weeks down the road. Today we're recording with Trev at 11, so we'll be live on Patreon at 11, and then it'll be it'll be up as soon as we can edit it and turn it around. But we're going to you know do some news talk and... Then we previewed the Eastern region. Talking Sports is out. They're still doing their mock draft of draft picks. So the best third-round pick ever. I don't know what round they're on today, but they also talked about a bunch of news. The bubble news, Woj news. If it's a sports topic, they got it. They're talking sports. Talking Knicks released today. I mean, they're talking Woj. They're talking um, some fun Nick rumors. And Pinstripe Strong, I think, is about to come out with Joe's and the crew having fun talking Yankees. So there you go. If you're a Patreon listener talking Yanks, we record that tonight as well. That's what's coming on on uh, the John Boy Media Network. Um, What else do we got? Traveler was the opening band I played. It's... uh. Traveler's like a, one of those like super groups. Uh, Robert Ellis, Chisholm, forget his name. Oh, it looks like the Periscope just crapped out on me. That sucks. Is Facebook still around? Yep. Bad luck for Periscope today. YouTube still going strong? All right, cool. Uh, anyway, let's get into it. We've got, yeah, so Traveler, super group. I like them. They put out one album. I like all the individual artists as well. Johnny Fritz. What's the Chisholm guy? I can't think of it. Corey Chisel. Corey Chisel, Johnny Fritz, Robert Ellis. Bam. Nailed it. Nailed it. Uh, that's all I have to say about that. The weather in Monticello, Kentucky, is 70 degrees and cloudy. Monticello. Is the name of Jefferson's uh, resort, mansion, house, land. What's a correct word? Anyway, this town in Kentucky was named after that, but they pronounce it Monticello. Monticello, Kentucky. Monticello, Kentucky is. It's kind of. Let me show you. Uh oh. What's smooth? They got all these different cut options. Next time I cut to a different page on the screen, I'm going to try the smooth transition. Not RGB, but smooth. Monticello. Anyone in, uh, anyone, uh, live in Monticello, Kentucky? Looks like it's north of Nashville, south of Louisville, but east of both. Right uh, in the middle of the mountains, kind of. They got a Walmart Super Center, so that's cool and not cool at the same time. Cumberland Gap. This place, oh, the interesting thing about this place was that where did, holy smokes, so confusing. 
Monticello advertises itself as the houseboat capital of the world. So I saw that and I was like, hold up. I'm looking at the map now. It's not on a river. It's not on a lake. How does it call itself the houseboat capital of the world? It is close to the Cumberland River. Close. But it's not on it. Doesn't border it. Or what's this? Hold on. Finding a little river stream off the Cumberland River. Does this thing have a name? And this floats. Does it float all the way into town? Uh-oh. Looks like it stops right by the Rock Church of God, which is in town, right by the U-Haul dealer. So maybe there is a little inlet that you can get to the Cumberland Gap. Right at the bottom here. <whistles> Snake down the river, and you're in the Cumberland River. Is this the end of the Cumberland River? Where are we? Yeah. No. Just Finger Lakes out? Need to learn me sup on the Cumberland River. Anyway. But it's not because they have a lot of people living on houseboats. It's not that reason. It's just because they make a bunch of houseboats. They manufacture a ton. That's what that town does. We manufacture houseboats. I think I'll go to Sausalito. We're living easy on a houseboat. So that's cool. That's its claim to fame. It's also named after Thomas Jefferson. That's kind of everything I found out about it. There wasn't much. There's this YouTube video. Here's a, some drone footage of the town. You know, sometimes we run across cool towns. Sometimes we run across towns that seem rather incredibly boring. I mean, this just sadly happens to be of the boring variety. There's this YouTube video about the secret history of Frog Bottom in Monticello, Kentucky. And, I mean, nothing piqued my interest more than secret history and Frog Bottom. Frog Bottom is a great name for a town. But the YouTube video is like 10 minutes long and the audio is terrible. And, and like the footage is terrible too. And it, it couldn't hold my... I was so interested in the title and then they just lost my attention off the bat immediately. Which happens. So I don't know anything about the secret history of Frog Bottom in Monticello, Kentucky. If you do, send it in. Let me know. Because I'm interested. Just not interested enough to listen to that that YouTube video I found. So that's all. Someone in the chat said, would you like to live on a houseboat? No, I would not. It's a hard no for me living on the houseboat. So Monticello, seven degrees, cloudy, not doing much for me. Not a lot of history. Random town of the day. And that's all I have to say about that. Now, the baseball player we're doing today, he, I don't like... Update, I don't like this smooth transition. It's just a dissolve, and I don't like it. I'm just going to go back to the hard cut or the RGB because we're all fans of the RGB. In doses. Yo, this baseball player is super interesting. Um, whenever I read the biographies and I, and I look up stats, I just copy and paste, like, lines that I like, and this dude had so many. Bill Bradley. All right, I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. Bill Bradley, from 1901 to 1904, was arguably the best young player in the American League. He named his bat Big Benny. So he had a name for his bat. Awesome. Big Benny. He was a power hitter, which didn't really exist during the dead ball era because the ball was dead. 
But he um, he became the first player to homer in four straight games and first player to bat 300 or better in three consecutive years, um, which is nuts. He was like a big-time bat. He did not like small ball, which I made the title of this video, which we will change as soon as Jill and everyone else uh, helps, helps, producer Luke, helps producer Luke. Listen to this. This is his quote about small ball and um, the strategy of the game back in 1904, 1905, like over 100 years ago. We're still talking about small ball and strat- strategic game versus you know true outcomes. This is back in 19, early 1900s. This is his quote. Brilliant coaching makes me tired. This idea that coaches, teamwork, and the so-called inside ball makes or unmakes a team is foolishness. So basically, big fuck you to the coaches. Players make good teams. Your strategy can go fuck itself, said Bill Bradley who named his bat Big Benny. But then they were like, but he wasn't a dumb player. He was an incredible base runner, incredible third baseman, uh, and was, like, fantastic, which is cool. But it gets better. When he had a series of injuries and he lost all of his power and he couldn't hit home runs, he couldn't hit triples, he holds a bunch of records. Uh, One includes he connected for three triples in one game, which has been tied before, but that's pretty cool. Um Once he had no power because he got injured, he completely changed his game and became a small ball player and led the league in sacrifice sacrifices with 60 second most in baseball history. And then the next year he led the league in sacrifices again. So crazy dude, uh, hated small ball and then became the biggest small baller ever. Thing means he just wanted to win. Bradley led the league in many fielding categories at his position and twice made seven putouts in a nine-inning game, a record that has since been tied. I didn't know that that was the record. Seven putouts by a non-pitcher, I'm guessing. Because didn't we do that one day with uh, most most putouts by a pitcher? It was like Maddox with 13 in a game. Nine innings, he set a record for seven putouts. So it doesn't seem high to me. Is it still a record? Um Right? I'm going to look that up. Okay, we're doing it. We're going to find it. I'm not going to go down the rabbit hole with you, with you, with you Most defensive putouts in a game. Um, this is just all time, which obviously I don't want. Most offensive putouts in a game. <laughs> Career leaders and records for putouts. Not all time, you fuckers. I just want in one game. That feels like, you know what website feels like would have that? Baseball Almanac. They always have these kind of records. Put out records for first baseman. That's not what I want. But we'll see it. 
Put out records for first baseman. Put out records for first baseman. Single season. Game. Put out records. Okay. Well, obviously. Okay, so it's probably for third baseman then that he has. Well, how do I find that? I don't know how to navigate this. I'm just going to change in the URL 1B to 3B and hope it gets us there. Page not found. Fuck. Leaders. Okay. Let's do a better... Put out records. I'm just going to copy and paste their headline. Fourth. I hope the chat hasn't figured this out already. Faster than me. Put out records for third baseman. Baseball almanac. Uh, single season put out records. Don't want it. We want game. We want game. Okay. Yeah. Seven is the record. Found it. I did all of that and didn't even show you guys the screen. I apologize. I I, I thought I had it up so you could be following along my shitty searches with me. Um, that's my bad. So, yeah, we got uh, Aussie Blues, Ray Boone, Bill Bradley twice, Ray Knight, and Harry Raconda. Ray Boone did it, huh? Ray, when did he do it? Ray Boone did it on uh, April 24th. 1954. Ray Boone. Baseball reference. <clears throat> I, I wonder if uh, Aaron even fucking knows about this. Why don't you wake up and start paying attention to your grandpa's records, Booney? What year did I say it was? 54? Did I say it was 54 or 55? Oh, baseball reference. The most amount of ads... No, 50, he had a game with six and 54. In 55, he had, come on, what fucking year was it? Did I get it all wrong? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kill myself. You got to be fucking shitting me. I can't remember what year I just said out loud for something that I didn't even care about, but we're stuck. We have to ride this storm out. Okay, it was 1954. Didn't I look that up? It's April 24th, 1954. Well, fucking baseball reference says he only had six. Baseball almanac says he has seven. What's what's the deal? You guys fighting? Where is the contested put out? Uh-oh. Cleveland Indians, three. Detroit Tigers, six. We're supposed to have seven putouts at third base. Let's do a little nickname check real quick. Just a quick nickname check. We've got... Bill, Glenn, Bobby, Dale, Al, Larry, Dave, George, Jim, Hal, Mike, Luke, Don, Frank, Jim, Harvey, Ray, Walt, Al, Bill, Frank, Steve... 50s and 60s, so damn boring, man. 60s, really, but this is the 50s. It read like 60s, and we're all in agreement. Ground out. Okay, so what what team is Ray Boone on? He's on the Tigers. The Tigers are the home team. Okay, so in the first inning, first inning, he gets one put out. Uh, okay. In the second inning, he got two put outs. He had a ground out 
and a pop fly. So we're at three putouts off the bat, first two innings. Okay, four putouts in the first three innings for our dude, Ray Boone. Five putouts in the first four innings. Meanwhile, Steve Gromick is getting fucking lit up. Gave up three home runs in this inning. We got five putouts in the first four innings. Okay. Six putouts, ground out, pitcher to third base, forced out at third. So that's six right there. Unless I am bad at counting putouts. And then a pop fly in the sixth. I'm at seven in the sixth inning. Am I dumb? Wait, then I got eight, nine in the eighth inning. I don't know what I'm doing, guys. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently, I don't know how to fucking count putouts. Okay. What's happening here? Boone was on the Tigers. So when Gromick is pitching, Boone's in the field. We're going to count this again. All right. Eighth inning. Two putouts at third base. Pop fly, pop fly. Oh. An assist isn't an assist isn't a put out. Ah, that's where I'm getting so confused. Okay, so that's an assist, not a put out. Okay, so that does make it much more interesting on why seven is the record. But this says he only got six. One, two, three, four in the fourth. Five. Now I only have five. I'll fucking give up. I'm out. That was terrible. I don't know what's going on here. Whatever. We're over it. Everyone's everyone's agreed to move on. And fucking damn it. Waste of everyone's time. Anyway, Bill Bradley, listen to this horrible story. I, I guarantee you this story's more horrible than me not being able to count putouts. But there's a discrepancy. There is a huge discrepancy in uh, the record leader for most putouts by a third baseman in a single game. Ray Boone, Aaron's grandpa, is said to be a, a record tire with seven by Baseball Almanac. Baseball Reference says he only has six. I have an unofficial count because I don't know how to count putouts. And we're just going to leave it at that. Listen to this bullshit. Uh, Even his personal life had a turn toward the macabre. In November 1905, a 36-year-old book agent, Christian Slather, entered the Bradley home and fondled his 14-year-old sister, Alice, then threatened to kill her if she would not elope with him. When she met the man later, she brought her brother Bill with her. He jumped out and thrashed Slather, who was later convicted of intoxication, carrying concealed weapons, and assault and battery. The would-be kidnapper and rapist was almost lynched by a hostile crowd of Bradley supporters. So how about that? Star slugger, star sacrifice team guy, saved his sister from being attacked. Gave gave the attacker a nice thrashing. Crazy little tidbit about his life. Um, 
So three triples in one game is a record that he has, which I'm not going to go look up. He also led the league in many fielding categories at his position. Twice made seven putouts in one game, which Ray Boone did or did not do. Don't ask me. I couldn't fucking figure it out. And that's all I have to say about that. Whew. Take a, take a drink of my coffee, catch my breath. After trying to do um, simple arithmetic, where I find a word on a page and I count how many times that word happens. Couldn't do it. I said I wasn't going to talk about it. Just take my yes, please coffee. Catch my breath. Cool. All right. Someone said, Kent Murphy knows more baseball than you. That's cool. I don't I don't even know how to count a put out, man. I don't know much. Um, but strap in, Kent Murphy fan, because we're about to talk about books. So it's not baseball anymore. It's books. I have this book. I'm a, I'm actually gonna go down a little rabbit hole while we talk about this. Because I forget why I bought this book or how I bought it or, or how it came across me, but it's a collection of short stories. Called, it's called Knock'em Stiff. It's by Donald Ray Pollock. And if I remember correctly, it's like this fictional, I don't know if it's a holler. It was written in 2008, so it's not that old. Um, it takes place in Ohio, and it's like this small town in Ohio. Holler or... But they even give, he like, it's cool because at the front of the book, he gives a map of the tiny, tiny town. So this, so then all the short stories take place in Knockamstiff, which is a, the town he, he invented for it. I don't think it's a real town. So it's a bunch of short stories, but there are characters that overlap, and there's definitely themes that overlap. Um, I didn't mark anything on this. I never didn't really know how to talk about it. Like, or I'm not, I guess... I'm not really promoting books. Oh, I did mark something. I have no idea what this is going to be. On page 68, I underlined something, but I well, I think I saw another one. Um, I remember really liking this, and I, I remember thinking, like, it really was like you were fucking in that grimy town. Like, it was, like, very raw. Um, there's a line in this page that I underlined that says, perhaps all you had to do was pretend something was true, and then someday it would be, no matter how fantastic, no matter how fucked up. That's just power of positive energy, right, in a different way? I guess like the biggest, um, the biggest trick they try to say to get out of a depression, like just fake happy, a.k.a. Paramore song. Um, fake happy, but, and then eventually you'll start to believe your own lie. I guess that's what that is. Uh, but I want to see if this dude, Ronald Ray Pollock has any other books out or anything, but I don't know if, if anyone ever has read that, that'd be wild. I don't, I feel like his Wikipedia is not even in what his Wikipedia Comes up in French, but he's an American author. He must be much more famous in France that it just 
It just automatically gives you his Wikipedia in, in French? Or how did I get to the French Wikipedia? All right, I just switched to English. I don't know how that happened. When you Google his name, French Wikipedia comes up. You know, sometimes that happened. Um, Dan Fonte, author I really liked, he was much more famous in Italy than America. Like, like much more famous. Oh, so Knockamstiff was the first collection of short stories based on his experiences growing up in Knock... Oh, it's a real town. Egg on my face. Knockamstiff, Ohio is a real town. And then he had a debut novel called The Devil All the Time. Let's read the synopsis of that and see if we're interested in, in that. Uh, the Devil All the Time, Amazon. The Devil All the Time. You can get it for 13 bucks. In The Devil All the Time, Donald Ray Pollock has written a novel that marries the twisted intensity of Oliver Stone's natural-born killers with the religious and gothic overtones of Flannery O'Connor at her most haunting. Set in rural southern Ohio and West Virginia, The Devil All the Time follows a cast of compelling and bizarre characters from the end of World War II to the 1960s. There's a tormented veteran of carnage. So, I don't know. Sure. I liked his uh, first book, so I'd pick it up. Why not? Why not? Knock him stiff. Go check it out if you like short stories and if you're from Knock him Stiff, Ohio. And that's all I have to say about that. Uh, meanwhile, this is someone in the chat says, Meanwhile, I'm still wondering why someone designed a, he a head that says Taurus on it. I think you meant hat. It's a baseball team. Has anyone read the Maze Runner series? I have not. I think my brother has, producer Luke. Uh, I went to basic training in May 2008 when I came out. The Devil Rays were leading the East. I wonder that must have been a conversation you guys were having. Um, all right. How's everyone doing? What time is it? 9.42? I think I'm out soon. Oh, I wonder what happened with Periscope. It's bad news for us. We have a lot of viewers that uh, watch on there. Not good. Thoughts on the Cubs this year, if you have any. Uh, the Cubs should be good, man. I mean, they were, they were what? A win away from having two years ago, they're like a win away from having the best record in baseball. Last year, they were pretty good. They get rid of Madden. I mean, they still got all the talent in the world. Cubs should be good. That division's going to be uh, they're going to beat each other up. I don't think there's a, a stellar. Oh, new baggage episode today. Yeah, I forgot to put that on the list. Damn, how are people liking the new baggage episode? Which episode is it? We we filmed like four watching baggage recently. So I don't know what episode we just did. Um, I'm going to try and look. And then I'm going to get out of here. Dude, I love watching baggage. But we do so many. That I don't know what one just got up. People seem to people seem to like the people that like watching baggage like it. But it hasn't, it hasn't grown that much. The good thing is Jake and I like doing it. Um, 
It was either try to front load and record as many as we could before the season starts or not do it anymore until the season ends. So we're trying to front load it. Um, yeah, channels. Just trying to read the comments, but they're nothing. Oh, the guy. Oh, what guy was this? He manscapes. I can't remember anything. Welcome back to the show. We're good. Oh. Friend that's old. This was a good episode, though. Yeah, go check out Watching Baggage. Guy, um, It's called Manscaping and Accents. Because I think they were all doing fake accents. Cool. Possible title from Jill, The Houseboat Capital of the World, Big Benny the Bat, and a put-out discrepancy rabbit hole. Yeah, it's not bad. Might be too long for some channels. Producer Luke will will do uh will do what he can with the doors getting fixed. I can hear it. That's good. Anyway, all right. I think I'm out. Are the Orioles getting Puig? That would be a waste of Puig. I am not into that. Put him on a team that has chances of uh, winning. Why would the Orioles even do that? That would be a that'd be unless they try to flip him at the deadline after one month of playing. Otherwise, it doesn't make any sense. So develop your players, Orioles. Don't just give Puig shit. All right, I'm out, guys. I appreciate it. Let me try and find the song that I started the episode with. And here it is. Talking Baseball will be out later today. I think I'm going to make a little breakdown of a couple things that happened in summer camp. This little town got me crazy. And that's it. it all right. I'll see ya. I look around, Goodbye. Stuck on the tip of your tongue without speaking, never going away. When I was young, I would dream of leaving, but now I don't care. Oh, would I love you?